Welcome to the Reseller Entrepreneur, the podcast for reseller hobbyists eager to turn reselling into a successful business. Learn from Mike and other reseller entrepreneurs as they share their experiences and tips on running an online business. Here's your host, Old Fashioned Mike. Welcome to the show. So, we're on our month. Uh, kind of cadence here, actually. So if you recall, I said last month we'd do this once a month, and here we are. It's a month later, and here we are. We're doing it. So um, today is going to be an interesting show. Well, it's not going to be that interesting, <laughs> but we're going to be talking about things that you need to think about right now uh, because it's tax season. So now if you've used my spreadsheet, and I've sent out quite a few of them, uh, you know how to keep track of your expenses. You need to do this, whether you use my spreadsheet, uh, a program like QuickBooks or anything else you use to manage your finances, uh, it's now time to start to tally those up for 2021. So I bring this up because it's really kind of a, um, you know, I got hit pretty hard last year um, because I, I, I planned, but not well enough. Um, this year is actually even worse. And I mean, as I, my business actually made uh, decent money. I actually withheld taxes, so it was great. Um, but I forgot that I sold a bunch of real estate last year before I bought this place uh, here in Florida. And so I got clipped pretty hard uh, with capital gains tax. Now I'm kind of working through that with my account now. But that's actually something you need to look at your entire financial situation, not just your eBay uh, or, you know, your online sales activity. So, um, you know, do that. Um, You... We need then to go do some planning with your accountant to determine how you can look at other expenses that are, you know, might be part of your home that you could actually also add into your, um, to cost of business. So the key is here, you don't want to get caught with your pants down. You need to make sure that, uh, you're keeping track of your income, which is fairly easy because eBay gives you that, that ability as do the other platforms. Um, but your expenses, which eBay has no way of doing, which you're using a spreadsheet or my spreadsheet or QuickBooks or whatever. So I will tell you that I'm going to be, uh, converting that spreadsheet into a sellable product at one point. It'll be cheap. Don't worry. But, and if you already have it, you know, just keep it no big deal. Um, but I do need to figure out a way to monetize this podcast. So at least, um, you know, pays for the cost of actually producing it. So it's not, which is not a lot. So, um, which is why I give away a lot of stuff for free, including advice. And, um, here we go. We are going through a tumultuous time right now. eBay is spending a lot of time, uh, pumping up the sales in expensive watches, uh, sneakers, and trading cards. Those are the three areas that they're really, really pushing. Um, and they're really kind of letting other things kind of fall by the wayside. Now take that uh, as good or bad. Um, for us, um, I think that definitely sales have slowed down. I mean, the economy hasn't really helped either. I will tell you that, uh, you know, uh, there's, uh, the markets are kind of swaying to and fro largely because of, uh, the supply chain problems, which of course we benefit from some of us anyway. Um, but also, uh, some of the war things that are happening in, uh, the Ukraine or Ukraine, not the Ukraine. And when you're selling clothes, which might be a staple item that people need, uh, and they look to cut down expenses, 
Um, you know, you might be doing just fine right now, but uh, people are selling collectibles. I will tell you that uh, the market has been fairly soft over the last few months. Normally, I'd have a one and a half, let's call it one and a half to two percent sell through rate. I'm at, I did one point, excuse me, I'm sorry, I did 0.875 last month, and this month I'm, I'm poised to do about one point seven five. So, not great. Now, mind you, it's all profit, so it's not so bad. It's still kicking off uh, several thousand dollars a month. Uh, when I say several, it is probably half of what it used to kick off when I sold clothing. I will tell you this, though, that the profitability has been higher. I spent about $15,000 in new inventory when I, a year when I first started this business in, in clothing. And now for 2022 so far, I've only spent about 800 bucks, And that's actually, and I have tons of inventory that I still can list. So, so the upside... Uh, with this, of course, is that uh, the profitability is very easy to maintain. Whereas I think clothing, um, it required a lot of space, and that required a lot of um, you know rent payments and and uh, and utilities that are associated with the rental. And you, you get the idea. So it's very easy to maintain profitability with uh, collectibles so far. So that's really the only thing that really makes a difference. Uh, so sell-through rate is great. Don't get me wrong. I would love to have an 8% sell-through rate, which I did in clothing, um, for uh, for what I sell now. Um, that's just not realistic. And many uh, in the collectibles business say don't uh, don't look at sell-through rate because it's not nearly as important as you think because the, all the things are long-tail items. And I, I believe that to be true. I will tell you, however that I don't care what eBay says or what people say on the internet, that um, if you stop listing in a category, eBay does not push you in that category. Now, a lot of people say that's not true, and eBay says it's not true, but it is totally true. And I can evidence that by, it's anecdotal, I'm sorry, but I can evidence that by just uh, showing my uh, my sell-through rate in clothing uh, from when I used to list regularly to what it is now. I sell probably a dozen, uh, maybe 20, maybe two dozen, let's say at the most, of uh, of clothing items in one month. I used to sell uh, several hundred. Now, you could say, well, that's a smaller inventory, um, and that's true. But if I look at my sell-through rate, it is much lower, right? So if I'm selling, if I have 2,000 items uh, in my clothing uh, inventory, I, ha- I should be, and with a sell-through rate of 8%, I should be selling about 160 items a month. I'm not doing that, all right? So so uh, that, so that the inventory hasn't changed, right? It's now you'd say, okay, maybe it's stale inventory. Okay, that's that's fine. Um, how do we un- make it unstale? And, and I can tell you that in a second. But the reality is, is that if you do not list in a particular category, they don't push in that category. On the other, because what happens is new inventory sells faster than old inventory. Um, it does stale out and does move down the rankings. Now you would say, or some would say, that you know uh, you don't want to lose the history of an item. And I'm going to say, if that's a losing history, I don't mind losing <laughs> that history. So I will sell similar and just relist it. Now um, I will tell you again. I can only tell you anecdotal evidence. I do that. And I sell a certain percentage of those. And so my my sales do go up when I do that activity. 
And eBay will tell you, no, no, that's you don't want the items to stale out. Well, the fact is, is that they're stale. They're already stale, right? So now you should change some titles and things like that. And maybe if you want to retake picks, it's fine. If they're really, really bad, totally get that. That would even make make it increasingly even better. But if you have good photos, uh, changing a word to or two in the title may do something. But the reality is, if it's a good title and it's a and it's a good, uh, they're good photos. Um, if somebody tells you that you don't want to lose that history, I'm going to tell you, you do want to lose that history. eBay rewards new listings. I don't care what anybody tells you. So cancel them and re- and sell similar. Change a few titles if, they, if it makes sense. Change photos if it makes sense. But if, it, if everything else is good, just, can't, uh, just uh, end listing and sell similar. And do it in stages. If you know, if you're if you're daunted by the task of actually just doing a bunch of listings, like thousands of listings, uh, you don't do it that way. What you do is do maybe a couple of hundred a day. You know, just basically pick a screen, you know, select all on the screen, and then basically bulk end listing and bulk sell similar, and it'll it it will work itself out. You're not changing any inventory numbers. You're not changing any pricing. Maybe on a few you may. Um, but, um, but you're leaving all the same. All right. Do that. And you will do better. Now I've actually reduced the number of listings, um, that I do per day, uh, in the collectibles category. And I do that not because I have a lack of things to, to list. It's just that I'm finding that my other businesses are doing better right now. Um, cause people are, uh, you know, that we have the big walkout here where people aren't wanting to uh, work in their traditional jobs. And so they're looking to do things online and they need a web presence. And my my business does that. So now my business does that in a different way. We don't just do regular kind of menu sites. We do we do uh, stuff that applications that actually do things. And so it's a little bit different. Um, so anyway, that stuff is starting to ramp up. And so I have to ramp down my number of listings. So do you think I've seen a, a dip in how much I've sold? Yes, you have. Yes, I do. I do have. Yes, I have. Whatever. Anyway, you get the idea. Is that I have actually, I went down to, to listing 50 a day from 100 or 100 plus, and I have seen a drop in sales. Now, I will tell you that I have investigated some services that will help me. Uh, list those. Remember Hammock? We talked about Hammock many times when I sold clothing. They now do collectibles as well. And so I'm going to be trying them out pretty soon, you know, giving them a few hundred to, to list and see how they do. Um, they've actually improved. Um, well, they proved before, so that's not fair. So they've actually, they do a really good job in clothing and um, I'm hoping they'll do an equally good job in uh, the collectible space. If it is, then I've solved my problem listing. Now I just have to worry about shipping, um, which is not uh, entirely horrible of a problem to have, you know. So point is, is that always use tax time as a reflection point in your business to understand the levers of your business and uh, and how to pull those. And what happens is your expense, your, the expenses on your sheets that you've been keeping, hopefully, uh, will tell you what those levels levers are and what you need to do to increase or decrease them. Example is one I just gave. I need to make if I need to list more, then I need to find a mechanism to do that, and so I need to spend more in the contractor or an employee category, whether that's hammock or somebody that's sitting next to you. It's also a good time to look at how much you've been spending on inventory and whether or not that inventory has been optimized um, for eBay. Meaning, 
Have you been buying junk at high prices or even good stuff at high prices? And um, is there a way you can reduce that, that inventory expense? Now, mind you, and I'm not an accountant, but I will tell you, I just did get my taxes so I could tell you uh, that uh, cost of goods sold is um, really what you're going to look at. And you want to reduce that number uh, to as low of an average as possible. The key in this business is to buy uh, well and sell well. And by the way, um, you're going to lose, you're going to make more money in the buy than you are the sell. Good point is my average purchase price is about 50 cents, even less in some cases, 50 cents per item. It was, you know, five to seven bucks in the past. If somebody gives me an offer of 15, um, that's a great day. If they give me an offer of 10, that's a pretty good day. I never take anything less than 10. I mean, rarely will I take something less than 10. If it's a complete piece of junk that I listed by accident, I will take less than 10. But for the most part, I don't do a hell of a lot of negotiation with the items that I have, except for the higher dollar ones. And so it makes it really easy to actually own. Matter of fact, I wish I could set everything to auto accept at $10 for a certain class of items. But I found when I do that, then running sales starts to really mess up. Um, you know, you'll say, it'll give you messages that you can't do this because it's your buy, your automatic sell prices to $10, let's say. And so there's a downside to doing that. So I can't, unfortunately, eBay doesn't make it easy since they don't really have very flexible rules around sales and things like that when you've already priced out your items. So I don't do that, but I do actually run sales constantly and help to help tweak my sales. And I do find myself fine, uh, tweaking those sales. Um, uh, quite often and they do pretty well. So I'm hoping once kind of the economy starts to come back a little bit, you know, I've been adding a lot of inventory, but not, not quite as much as I should, but I've been adding a lot of inventory. And so, um, my still, my goals of having 50,000 items by the end of the year, I think will happen, but it'll certainly about be about 40, you know, early forties or maybe late thirties, um, thousand items. So that's, so I'll be ready for the economy coming back and it will come back. So, you know, the supply chain problem is going to go away. It's going to take some time, but it will go away. And if you're focusing on supply chain uh, problem inventory, that's great. But you're going to find uh, when the supply is back, so your sales will dip, which is okay if you're prepared for it. Um, and, but uh, things like collectibles and staple items will probably will continue to increase. So I'm hopeful hopefully this year, but it's, it's, it's going to happen. Um, certainly did really well towards the end of last year. So there's a lot to be thankful of. I've, I'm now looking at my business as more of an annuity business at this point. And what I mean by that is that I've kind of fueled the rocket ship in the amount of inventory I have so that even if I stop, uh, um, adding more inventory and I, I end and sell similar, which I told you before, and I know my titles are good and my pictures are good in the collectible space for the most part, um, that I could probably keep my sales going for a long time. And then I get, you know, I get a kickoff of a pretty large amount, a pretty decent amount. I'm not going to say large, pretty decent amount of money every month. Um, and so that I could focus on the other business. And if I know um, that I need to add more inventory, I just add, pay to add more inventory. And so, you know, it's a lever that I know that it will cost me, but I should see a, uh, a return on it. 
So that's pretty much what I have to say today. Now, I do have an ask for you. Two things. Well, a couple things. Maybe three things. Okay, so the first thing, if you listen to this podcast and you like it, um, then please go to Apple and let let them know you like it. Or, Or Google, I think you can do as well. But Apple for sure. And what happens is that that actually uh, helps me in the algorithm and I'll, I'll get more listeners. So if I get more listeners and I start get you know, then I'm able to monetize this through commercials or whatever. I'll do that. I don't want to sell stuff. So just take that out of your head, except for one thing, which I'll go into next. But, um, but the point is, is that it really helps. So if you could do that, that'd be great. Number two is I, I'm going to give the spreadsheet away for free as long as people want it. So just, you know, send me an email if you want it. And I will, I'll definitely give it to you. No, no charge, nothing. I am, however, going to make it either into an online service or a database. I don't want to charge for it every month because I hate that. I hate, you know, because then you, all of a sudden it becomes a nagging thing in your, in your business saying you're paying this thing for 20 bucks a month. So I'm going to, I'm going to create, I'm going to take the spreadsheet fix it, frankly, <laughs> you know, take all the bad things out of it and just kind of get it ready for prime time and then make a database out of it so that you can run it on your Mac or PC. It's I'll, I'll be, I'll be writing it in MS access, but I'll be, um, converting it over to a, a freeware or a, um, open source. That's what I'm looking for. An open source software for Mac as well so that you can run it. Um, and I'm gonna probably going to charge, it's going to take me some time and, and a lot of effort. So I'm going to probably charge probably $20 or maybe even less, frankly, but for it once. So you buy it once and that's it. You get to, you know, let me know if you're interested in that. If you're not, if nobody's interested in that, I won't do it. I'll just, you know, I won't, why bother? Right. But if you, if you just want the spreadsheet and you'll just, you know, work with all the flaws and fix them yourself great. I'll be glad to do that. No problem. Just send me an email though, and I'll send it out to you. I've gotten quite a few people asking for it and I've been sending them out. No problem. I never asked for any money. I won't ever ask for money for the spreadsheet. So that's my second ask. My third ask is if you know a reseller, you know, turn them on to this podcast if you like it. Now, if you don't like it, listen, if you don't like it, you're probably not listening. Um, but if you don't like it, um, uh, you know, let me know rather than leave a negative comment because then I could alter, um, you know, my delivery or what I talk about or whatever. I'm not for everybody. I get that. Just like other YouTubers are not for everybody. I'm sure they get that. Um, but one, unlike YouTube where you have one or two haters, um, a hater on a podcast, especially a fairly new podcast, although we're going on three seasons, but um, a fairly new podcast can get hurt pretty bad uh, by this. And and I, I prefer if we don't do, if I don't get that, but you know, listen, you know, if you do it, um, I understand that's fine too. All right. Oh, actually I have one more ask, although it's not really an ask. Um, if I, if I see a lot of listenership, what I'll do is I'll increase this to twice a month, back to twice a month. Uh, I won't, I won't do it ever, uh, once a week again. I just can't do that. I don't have the cycles to do that. Um, but I've had quite a few people say, you know, I wish it was more than once a month. So I wish it was more than once a month too, but uh, for the record, it just that, as you can imagine when you're, when I'm working seven days a week, um, it's, it's just harder to do. And although the reselling business is taking less of my time than it is today, I mean, I work basically eight till noon, well, probably eight to one on the resale business. And then shipping in the afternoon, probably about three thirty, um, and then the rest of the t- and then basically the break in between, and then late into the evening I do the other stuff. Um, I'm 
really trying to reduce the amount I do in that. Um, and adding a podcast on a Sunday every week would be is difficult. So if you want to hear more than once a month, just let, let me know that as well. All right. That's it. That's all I have. Um, we'll talk real soon. See you later. episode has ended, but your journey towards turning your reselling hobby into a business doesn't have to. Head on over to oldfashionedmike.com for more information and tips on running a successful reselling business. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Until next time.